Welcome to Movie Maker. I'm Tim Malloy, and today I'm here to talk about Calgary, the Canadian city in the province of Alberta, and perhaps the most livable city in the entire Western Hemisphere. We'll get to that in a moment, but first I'd like to talk about the X-Men. Before the very mixed bag movies, The Uncanny X-Men was an incredible comic book, which was written when I was a kid by a brilliant writer named Chris Claremont. And in one issue of the X-Men, the X-Men went to Calgary. And Chris Claremont had a description that immediately captured my imagination. He wrote, Calgary is a city of the new and very new. Something about this sleek, modern city and the Western tradition it was known for just fascinated me. And I convinced my parents to take me and my brothers twice to the Calgary Stampede, the city's annual massive celebration of Western tradition and culture. It has barrel racing and bull riding, Native American history. Imagine just the best rodeo you could ever imagine. And Alberta, the province where Calgary is located, is full of places like Banff and Lake Louise that just seem too beautiful to be real. Maybe that's why the region has drawn so many filmmakers, including Christopher Nolan, who shot Inception and Interstellar there, and Ang Lee, who shot the classic Brokeback Mountain. Calgary was also home to the best seasons of FX's Fargo. So when I was presented with the opportunity to talk with Calgary Film Commissioner Luke Azevedo, who was also the Vice President of Creative Industries for Calgary Economic Development, I jumped at it. If I sound a little over the moon, bear in mind I'm not the only huge fan of Calgary. The Economist Intelligence Unit ranked it in the top five most livable cities in the world for 10 consecutive years. It was also the top-ranked city in the Western Hemisphere for two years. In the latest rankings, COVID-19 changed the way the EIU does its rankings, so New Zealand and Australian cities dominated, locking up the majority of the top 10. But I'm sure Calgary will be back. In fact, Movie Maker Magazine ranks it as one of the 10 best cities to live and work as a movie maker. And... As Luke Azevedo is about to explain, Calgary is one of those booming cities that wants more people and more immigration. So I'm very excited that Calgary is the third region we're profiling in our series about places where you might want to consider relocating. I can't wait to get back there again. One last thing, we talk a little bit about mask mandates in this episode in the US and in Canada. And if my information sounds a little bit out of date, it's because this was recorded just before Los Angeles reintroduced its indoor mask mandate. If you'd like to learn more about all of this, visit calgaryeconomicdevelopment.com. And now, Luke Azevedo. Luke Azevedo, welcome to Movie Maker. It is such a pleasure to get to talk to you today about Calgary, a city that I love. Uh, I used to go a lot as a little kid. I'm a huge fan of the Calgary Stampede. And a lot of movies that I didn't even realize were made in Calgary. Can you just start by walking me through some of the things that are on the wall behind you and some of the most famous Calgary productions? Well, you know, Calgary and Alberta has a, a rich history, a hundred years of uh, film and television history here. So we've been working with Hollywood and, um, and independent film for a long, long time. Um, so the projects that, you know, that, that people would know right off the bat, some of the award winners, uh, you know, when we start talking about Unforgiven, when we start talking about uh, Brokeback Mountain, and you start talking about Inception, uh, Interstellar, Revenant, um, Ghostbusters, uh, to the projects that, you know, we're seeing now that um, uh, from, from CBS, Guilty Party, from Paramount, Joe Pickett, from MGM, Billy the Kid, uh, from HBO, The Last of Us, uh, as we start to see 
all of these projects moving forward, as well as the continuation of the projects that are our local projects, the, the heartlands, the tribals, the Jans, the Winona. Um, you know, we're trying to, uh, to accomplish a, a balance between uh, foreign production and ensuring that we're supporting our local productions here. But lots of activity in this part of the world at the moment, uh, uh, lots of growth in our sector and lots of opportunity here. So it's, uh, it's a good year for us here in Alberta. The Calgary Stampede is going on right now, which is kind of the big tourist draw to the city. But you're one of the rare places that has both an extremely modern city and also a very legitimate Western background. I mean, you're 40 miles, I think it is, from 40 minutes, I think it is, from the Rocky Mountains, and you have an entire recreated Old West town for shoots. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's actually interesting. You're right. It's uh, we're cosmopolitan enough here to uh, to be Calgary or to be anywhere in the world that needs a a major city. Our, our population has grown to 1.5 million. Um, but to your point, we're sort of an urban sprawl. So this city is larger than the island of Manhattan. So lots of, uh, lots of space um, with that amount of people. Uh, and surrounding the city is seven standing sets that uh, most of them uh, based around the Western genre, but the capacity because of the quality of the buildings and the amount of buildings, the capacity to change um, into a, something that's a, a different time frame, a different genre, um, is absolutely there with uh, with an art department. So we're very lucky that we have uh, supporters um, and members of our community that not only have developed the spaces, but then embrace the opportunity as new portions are, are built as different projects come in um, and they maintain those as well. So it, it's, a, it's a great calling card for us and it's a great opportunity for productions to be able to walk into the area and having something that's already pre-existing that they can work on rather than having to do a build every time that they come here. So pleased that we're able to work with that group for sure. And the Stampede, to your point, <laughs> has just started. It's a big, you know, it's a big deal for this city. Um, we last year, the stampede for the first time in, you know, a hundred years or 105 years that it didn't actually, uh, didn't actually go. So uh, even during the floods of 13, 14, we were able to, uh, to activate come hell or high water at that point. And, um, you know, this year uh, getting back to it really does help the city start to you know, see our way through what, what a post-pandemic starts to look like. And, uh, you know, lots of care and attention being paid um, for folks that are there going to the event and, and taking care of all of, uh, all of our constituents and all the folks that are there. So um, we're pleased to see it go, uh, touching wood everywhere that it continues, continues to go very safely and that the outcome is uh, sort of a revitalization of, of parts of the city. So it's a, it's a big deal for us, for sure. I'm not a medical expert. I'm just a person who's been reading the news. It seems like Canada as a whole has been very careful and very cautious in its rollout, but Calgary now is masks off except for public transportation and a couple of other situations, very similar to New York, Los Angeles, much of the United States. Um, are you back in terms of COVID? Um, I think so. I, you know, you, you never say at, at this point, we don't know enough to know where this is at, but uh, the city and the province as of July the 1st, uh, we had the ability to, uh, to transition a lot of things back to uh, pre-COVID times. So restaurants, um, being able to go into any kind of venues, 
Uh, to your point, there is some masking um, protocol that still exists uh, uh, within city-owned facilities. So if you're going into city hall, um, hospitals, transit, and uh, long-term care facilities. So things that we still need to be extremely cautious about because of the amount of activity going on in there and the type of activity. But uh, for, the, for the majority of it, um, the indication from the Alberta government is that we've, uh, you know, what you could do prior uh, to COVID, you can now actively do um, at this point. So obviously still some caution um, as people transition back into a, a different type of, uh, you know, activity and, and, and the level of activity that we can now do. But from our perspective, when we, uh, when we look at, at film and TV, for example, uh, outside of that first three months when the entire world basically shut down, um, we have been active. Winona uh, reactivated here and allowed us to, as an industry, to, um, to start producing and, and uh, creating content again, which I, and, and it's carried through uh, very safely and uh, very effectively. So hopefully that, uh, that's a continuum now and uh, we're in a position that we will adjust according to the productions that come in here. Um, obviously, our safety protocol um, globally for the studios and streamers is still stayed consistent and will for a while. We'll see as it transitions, but we are capable and have shown uh, being capable to produce during um, the pandemic and now post-pandemic, obviously in a position where we're, uh, we're ready to continue and to grow um, the active activity that's in the sector here in, uh, in Calgary. I can ask one little footnote for people who don't know, what is Winona? Winona Earp is, a, uh, is on sci-fi. It is a uh, science fiction um, cowboy series, uh, Western series, that has um, a female lead and has been active, um, I think, for four years. It did a four-year rollout and a huge following, uh, sort of cult-like following that uh, um, are pushing to get a, uh, the next season out there. But yeah, it's one of our, uh, one of our local productions. One thing I want to get into before I ask you how open Calgary is to people who want to move there, either mm -hmm. to make a film or to move there full time, because, well, we'll get into that. But can you just talk about the livability of Calgary? I know you're the fifth most livable city in the world, the entire world, according to the Econ Economist Intelligence Unit, the most livable city in all of North America. I believe at one point the most livable city in the entire Western Hemisphere just demographically, it's a very young city of about 37 years. It's a very diverse city. Can you just talk about how livable Calgary is? I mean, you're a, you're a native Calgarian, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's a, it's a great point, um, Tim. I think that this, this city brings a lot of things to the table. First and foremost, we're 40 to 45 minutes from the mountains, some of the, the, the most beautiful locations on the planet. Um, you know, a, a city of 1.5 million people, that's an urban sprawl that, give, you know, gives the perception as you're walking around here that it's probably half that amount of people living here. A very clean city. Uh, opportunities are abound here. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of transition. Um, historically, we were a resource-based economy. Uh, oil and gas and, and other sectors of that nature and all the peripheral businesses that went along with that. Obviously, uh, about five years ago, we started to see a transition uh, as the world started to, um, to shift in how it's, it's energizing itself. And uh, from our perspective, we needed to 
take that opportunity to ensure that as we were going forward with our economy, that we are looking at what those kind of transitions needed to be so that we could grow and develop in areas that had that, that growth potential. So we started looking at technology, we started to look at innovation, and we've started to see a lot of activity come in from that perspective. So that attracts um, some of the younger folks, it, it maintains people in this, uh, in this city that see those as opportunities. We've effectively engaged um, the with the post-secondaries as well as uh, private sector groups who are uh, creating pivot and transitional um, you know, uh, curriculum uh, for those that are engineers in a different sector if they want to transition into engineering in a you know, uh, in a, a innovation and technology sector. So we've created all sorts of environments here, micro-credentialing, all a variety of things that hopefully will keep our younger folks here as they're coming out of school um, and giving them opportunities and also be attractive to those that are looking from the outside in. Um, this is a city that still represents an opportunity to be able to uh, to effectively, um, you know, grow your family here in a in a great economic environment, to uh, be able to buy a house, uh, to be able to not have to work to live, to have a bit of a balance where you have an opportunity to enjoy all of the things here that that we bring to the table. I mean, you you associate Calgary with oil and gas, and you may think different things about how the city is when you when you uh, before you get here and have an opportunity to look or come back if you haven't been here for five or 10 years to see the difference um, in the quality of life here. Uh, you know, we have, uh, to give you a, a sense of what this looks like, we have the largest series of pathways for walking and biking of any major city in North America. The, um, you know, the friendliness of the city, it's, it's a safe city, it's a clean city, it's a, you know, the, the opportunities are absolutely here. And, and for us, um, we're in a position now where we are seeking out talent and, and wanting folks to come here, not just for a, a one-off or, a, you know, to, to do a production because we, we want that as well. But at the same time, once they've been here, many people feel that this is an opportunity as they look forward into where they're going to take their career or they're going to take their next, uh, their next steps, that this is an option. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's lots of reasons to be here. Uh, we're competitive uh, from the perspective of the, of the film and television world, but, but, actually being in Calgary and doing the day-to-day. -day, um, and some people will say, well, it's, it's cold there in the winter. Absolutely. We embrace winter here. We have some of the, the best ski hills you're going to find um, anywhere, uh, as well as the opportunities to engage in something that is, uh, that's different. Um, but when people are concerned about the weather, there's a couple of things. In this city, we have what's called a plus 15 system, which is a walkway system that's above the, the main streets. And you can actually walk the entire downtown core without having to go outside if you want to walk through that system. So we have ways and means to offset what could be some concerns <laughs> around our weather and stuff. But, but like I said, we embrace it. We're, uh, you know, the, the outdoor activities, the outdoor winter activities are, are many and they're very close. So it becomes part of, you know, part of the entertainment, part of the, the, the reason to be here and part of that engagement. Um, winter is part of our, you know, our seasons. And so um, it's, it's just something that I think that people get uh, very used to and find ways and means um, to be happy with that, that time of season. So um, yeah, so we're a, a very welcoming location for, for folks that are looking inward. 
I mean, I love winter. I love that you've gone above ground while Montreal has kind of gone below ground with their incredible network of tunnels. Uh, most U.S. cities don't have either option. So, you know, we just complain, basically. Um, and I'm in Boston, so I'm not complaining about cold. I mean, it's it's part of life. It's yeah. if you love seasons, you love seasons. And I do. Yeah. How hard is it for people? And this might be the key question for people who've realized that they don't necessarily have to live in LA. They don't necessarily have to live in New York or Chicago and they want to become, they want to either become Calgarians for a few years or they want to become Canadians. How hard is that to do? It's actually a, a great time for this right now. Um, you know, we are uh, immigration into Canada, um, you know, is, is not a struggle that you would find in, in some other parts of the world. Uh, we're actually, a, you know, we're the second largest landmass on the planet. And so, um, so much land, so much uh, capacity. Uh, and we've got 39 million people here, which is less than Southern uh, California. So when you start looking at it from that perspective, the immigration component, um, diversifying um, and, and bringing in, um, you know, different cultures, different people, different um, attitudes. It's, it's, it's what creates uh, Canada's a bit of a melting pot, which helps us create that, that melting pot. And we embrace it. We want to see um, different cultures coming here and, and, and engaging with us and creating this environment uh, where we become a more diverse country, where we have, um, we start to, uh, to gauge uh, a, a more global, become a more global country because of, of our population. So um, I think from our perspective, it's something that we look at. And when you have specialized uh, capacity like film and television and other things, um, you know, it's areas that are absolutely considered essential to part of our economic growth across this country. Um, film and TV and the creative industries have a major impact on our economy as a, as a country. So uh, absolutely want to be able to, uh, to grow and develop. And um, we're happy to try to facilitate as people are looking at coming here, um, you know, getting across and, and into Canada to do a production is one thing. It's fairly straightforward, uh, especially if it's coming from the U.S., um, the, uh, the opportunities to live here long-term, many have embraced that over the years. And if they've come here, seen it, loved it, bought a place here, um, and either come back here for part of the year or live here now. So it's something that we've, uh, we've become accustomed to. Yeah. I remember taking family vacations there and not only loving Calgary, but I mean, it was like the greatest family trip ever because we went to the Calgary Stampede. Then we went to Banff, which is incredible. Then Lake Louise isn't too far away. The West Edmonton Mall, which was a huge deal when I was a kid, wasn't too far away. It was just like the great, like all of Alberta is just incredibly cool. And if people haven't been there, it's a wonderful trip. It's a wonderful week long, two week, however long. This is, yeah. this is very easy for me to talk about enthusiastically because I love the place. Like, I just think it is so cool. And this is before I knew that Inception was shot there. Can you talk about? <laughs> Which, the, up the cool value with that for sure. <laughs> so when when a Christopher Nolan comes to Calgary to scout it out or to consider shooting there, when a filmmaker like that comes to sort of check it out, where does your office take him? Like, where do you what do you show him? 
Well, I mean, there's there's different locations based on the production, right? But it's you know what's interesting is that when filmmakers and producers of that level are coming into your region, they've done a lot of work prior to getting here, so they're pretty clear on what they want to see. Obviously, we work with the productions and the individuals um, creating digital photo packages, putting together all of the components that will be the attractive reason to come here to shoot the production. So what we normally would do is from there, we would gauge on what is of most interest and get them to that location. What we found is that if somebody wants to see Southern Alberta or Northern Alberta independently, um, doing a three or four day uh, tour around the areas that are of interest, um, we can show it to them. This is a, you know, this is a, uh, a, large, uh, a large province, a large uh, piece of land here, but um, access points and, and where shooting should, uh, should happen and does happen um, are fairly straightforward to get to. So we'll, you know, it, we're the, the mountains, the badlands, the prairies, the foothills, and two municipalities of over a million people all within a three hour radius here yeah. in this province. So we have such different and diverse looks. And then you add on to that, um, not just around Calgary, but throughout the, the Southern Alberta region, uh, you add all the standing sets and all the opportunities with some of these older towns and, and very character looking locations. Um, you can be a lot of places in the world. We're a bit of a community. You start talking about the Badlands. I mean, it's, it's been Afghanistan. It's been outer space. It's been a variety of different looks. Um, you look at the top of Fortress Mountain, an accessible mountain here where they shot Inception as far as the, the turret scene and that, uh, that mountain scene. Um, all, of that, uh, all of that is accessible to production. And, uh, you know, so depending on where the production goes and what the outcome needs to be, um, what genre it is, what time frame it is, we'll pick the, the locations to create the packages and then get them on the ground to see it when it's feasible. One of the things that's probably the most surprising to most people is that when you start taking them through the city, and they start seeing, okay, so that's like a real downtown. And, you know, this has these kind of, of, of backdrops and we can do this all within this area. Absolutely. Um, we're an extremely film friendly city, which has been, it, it's a huge, huge efforts for cities to be able to do that. I mean, it's one thing to say we're welcoming. It's another thing to be able to shut down um, streets and roads and buildings and, and other things. So our, um, our relationship with our city here is massive. Um, it's, it's a huge piece of what makes us successful here. So working on our uh, updated film friendly policy, we are now looking at all of the needs, um, not just of today, but moving forward so that we have the capacity to support the growth that's happening in the province and all of the different kind of accessibilities that are going to be necessary. Um, and the city's embracing it from our mayor who has been a champion for us um, for the entire time he's been in office, which is uh, three, three terms. Um, to the counselors, to the folks that work in that, in that group, and then to our team here who, um, you know, creates that environment for all of this activity to happen, working in conjunction with industry. So we, uh, we have so many different looks here and so many different capacities that um, we cover a lot of shows. I mean, you know, we, historically, we were also seen as a very Western uh, show location. We're as good as you're going to find anywhere on the planet for that, and we still are. Um, but at the same time, we've seen such a diversity of, of capacity here in this province that many shows have come here 
that people would not uh, associate with um, until after they've actually seen the show and go, okay, I get that. <laughs> so it's, um, it's important for us to be able to showcase all of the province because there's so many different looks. I don't want to impose U.S. politics in another country, but it's also really interesting to me that this is a place that is so known for cowboys and sort of rugged individualism that also has this really strong social net that in, by U.S. standards would be considered probably extremely liberal. And I just think that's a cool sort of added bonus for anybody who's thinking about making that a place to live. Yeah, I think there's, there's a couple of things. I mean, from the, from the perspective of Canada, um, with our healthcare system and our capacity to look after folks. And that became very apparent during the pandemic as the government really stepped up to ensure that those that um, uh, marginalized, underrepresented, um, those that were middle-class or wherever you fit in the socioeconomic fabric of this country, that there was capacity for you to get assistance and to be helped throughout the pandemic based on what your needs were. So that really did, um, it, it put a stamp on what Canada's, uh, um, you know, act, activation is for their, for their, their people. And uh, not just uh, the citizens that are here as citizens, but those that are joining us are gonna become citizens. Those that are here um, during a, a time frame where you needed to be able to get your, your second vaccine or you needed to do activities um, there was provisions for all of that. So Canada has is, is been known for forever as a very welcoming country and a very supportive country. So we, um, we pay particular uh, really deep attention to our, um, to our people as far as how they're able to access their day-to-day -day needs. And um, I think we're, we're well known throughout the world for that. Yeah, 100%. Just to get into some of the numbers, even last year, even you know, pandemic year, you had $200 million in industry spending, as I understand it. Do you have 255, any- 255 million, Tim, in, in 2019, wow. um, just as it was ending. Um, we did spend the first few months of, of 2020, obviously, as everybody did, um, uh, you know, paused. And right. so uh, we engaged, production was still here. There was still productions in the Calgary Film Center. There was still, um, you know, the start of the, of the growth of infrastructure absorption and, and, uh, and looking at what crew base was gonna look like uh, over the next few years. And then as we transitioned out of 2020 into 2021, um, it, we, we just saw this explosion. So we, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of work that will uh, be done here uh, this year um, will be our largest year ever. And so as a, as a film commission, I hesitate to throw numbers around for this year because you always wait till the end of the year to see mm -hmm. what did go and what didn't and what, you know, were there impediments, did things happen, whatever. Um, but we're in, a, I think we're in a growth cycle now that is, uh, you know, for us, the largest we've ever seen in this province, even after a hundred years, it doesn't matter what the year was, we're, we're in that space. And I think the thing that, that is really positive for us is that we're doing this in the appropriate manner. We're growing everything at the same time. As you know, that, that three-legged stool, which is incentives, uh, infrastructure and, and people, um, crew base in front and, and behind the camera, are the three things that need to be happen. And then you layer above that as sort of the umbrella, the safety that needs to be in place um, for you to be even a choice of a location to come to. 
So I think, you know, for us, we're very cognizant of the fact that now money does not fix everything. What needs to happen is that your incentives need to be solid, which we are right now. Um, we've seen our government support transition into removing a per project cap, which has now made us nationally competitive, which then makes us internationally competitive. So that part, right, we've seen training and development of our crew base at, at record levels that we've never seen before. And, uh, and hopefully attracting some of those that maybe have left over the years uh, for greener pastures uh, back to the province, as well as ensuring that our post-secondaries um, are working with us to, to maintain the level of, of new uh, talent coming into our ecosystem. Um, and then looking at, uh, to a point earlier they made, looking at the attractiveness of location for those that may come here for the first time or second or third time and say, hey, I think I can make a living here. So a variety of different, uh, a, a variety of different uh, ways and means that we got to ensure that we create the sustainability aspect of our industry here in this province. And I think we're in a, in a good place moving forward. I know you also have some big things that will be announced soon that you, I tried to get you to announce them on this. <laughs> and I could do that, but I may not have a job tomorrow. So yeah, you know, that's the option. So yeah, I think, you know, for us, what's really important is that we look into, um, we create partnerships, let's put it this way. So we're partners with all the, the, the rural areas around us that are so utilized. I mean, there's a misconception, I think, in, in many, many areas of the world where people think that the production is all done in the cities, right? They come in and they do the city. That's where it's gathered. That's where the, you know, the infrastructure is. That's where your, your studio base is, your sound stages. That's where a lot of your crew live. But in this region, a lot of our production is done outside of the city because we are a vista-laden, uh, attractive location. Um, people are coming here for that. So we need to ensure that we're partnering with everyone and, and giving everybody an opportunity to see the prosperity that comes from film and TV. Um, and you know, a spend in a small town of a million dollars is a significant impact. And specifically in, in in this time frame, when you're seeing us coming out of a pandemic globally, uh, any help that we can do for our rural areas is extremely necessary. So when they're enjoying the benefits of a production coming in and they're embracing it in the way that they want, we want that partnership to continue to grow. We also all need to look um, you know, towards our governments that, that support our film and television industry with, um, with the incentives that they offer to make us competitive. And, you know, the return on that investment is great, but there is, you know, there is an investment that comes with that. There is an engagement. So we need to give accolades to this government for having taken us to that point where we have now moved from a, you know, a B location to look at um, as compared to an A location to look at because we have um, the, the, the necessities to do a high level production, um, you know, and high budget productions in place here. So we're able to accommodate. So I think, you know, for, from our perspective, as these announcements and things are being made, we want them to come from the right location. I'm, you know, our film commission realm here is that we, we get the luxury of going into the, to the studios and, and in Los Angeles and in New York and in Cannes and Berlin and, and, and seeing and meeting and, and attracting the work back here. We, we have the 
privilege to be the representatives of the areas to help attract it. But what makes a film community and what grows the ecosystem is all of those other pieces, you know, whether it's our unions and guilds, whether it's the locations that we go to, those people that support and maintain the sets, the cities that, and, and, and rural areas that allow for film and TV to happen at the level they need to. And then overarching on all of that, is how our government perceives this industry and supports this industry. And um, we're very lucky to have seen the kind of transition that's been supported for a long time by different governments, but this particular government has seen this as not only an opportunity, um, but something that they wanna consider as a, a, a very unique growth potential uh, uh, sector that they wanna be behind. And um, you know, the spotlight that gets put on your region for film and TV is all positive. And yeah. so we wanna ensure that that's there and we continue to, to move forward with that. When earlier this year, we released our list of the best places to live and work as a movie maker and Calgary was in the top 10, the support from your local government just on social was incredible. I mean, it was clearly something that they were invested in and cared about and that they really supported what you're doing. So it's just, it's cool to see because not all, not all governments prioritize it, honestly, and yours clearly does. It, it, you know what they do and um, both at the municipal and at the provincial level and then at the Canadian level as well. I mean, the, the environment that has been created nationally gives the opportunity for the provinces and then the cities to be able to activate in the manner that they activate. I mean, we've got, we've got some locations here in Canada. There's some of the most, the highest level of activity in film and TV in the world, right? You start talking about the Vancouver's and the Toronto's and the Montreal. And Calgary is fourth um, in this country. And uh, although there is a, quite a gap between number three's um, production uh, volume and, and number four's production volume, we're growing. And we're growing at the pace that's appropriate for our area. We're not looking to these other cities, which you know we consider partners because we're part of Canada and a, and a strong provincial uh, ecosystem creates a strong national ecosystem. So we support each other in that manner. Um, and because of the varied looks in this country, it's the, the competition, as much as people say it's competitive, is a little less than what some might think because you know we don't have an ocean, but we certainly do have those mountains and those prairies and those badlands and and some of the, the regions that are necessary. So what we're trying to present is what's best for the production and where it lands within our province um, is where it's best to land. And then we will support it from that manner. But to your point, if governments are not supportive, it becomes very clear very quickly um, in the manner that the process works, in the manner that the engagement happens, because at some point, every major um, producer is gonna wanna talk to government. And they're going to want to be assured that everything that they're being promised and that is, is going to be there for them in a timely manner. And, um, and uh, they can activate um, based on those, uh, you know, on the confidence that comes from that. So, it, you know, our government has uh, shown very clearly, both financially and in their engagement, to your point, that they are supportive. Um, government doesn't talk about industries usually that they don't, they don't want to support uh, in a positive way. And this government has been great with that. Where should people go if they're thinking about shooting their film there? Well, let's let's talk about it. I mean, it's you know, it's uh, there is a variety of of opportunities. So first and foremost, there is the the film commissions. I mean, that that's number one. Reach out. We none of us, uh, whether it is um, at the Alberta level, whether it's at the municipal level, there's three of us. There's three groups, and we all work together. 
So if a project comes in um, and, you know, lucky for us, uh, fortunate for us in Southern Alberta is where the majority of the production spend occurs. So there's a lot of, a lot of regions here that we cover, um, but I work with our, with our other two commissions. We all know the projects that are coming in. We all know the support level that's ne necessary. We're all there to support each other, but we also all have a very straightforward manner in which we activate. So a production comes to us, they send us their, their script, we break it down, we do a digital photo package for them, um, we re refresh it, we create that environment. These days, it's a lot of drone footage, there has been a lot of activity that we're um, actually on site having conversations as they're looking at pictures uh, and, uh, and video that we're, that we're reaching out to. When we have the opportunity, um, uh, full again to bring people on the ground that's the next step we bring them here we support um you know their activities while they're here uh both financially and with uh, with personnel um and we create an environment where you get an opportunity to actually see where you're going to be shooting um meet the folks that you want to meet see what the city is like we have an opportunity to hopefully break bread and, and have some conversations around the needs and the next steps and then they go back and we continue to engage. So if they reach out um, on incentives, if they reach out on scouting, if they reach out on packages, we're all in the loop and we all make sure that we're supporting each other. So the film commission is a, a good first step. And then we will do um, introductions to anyone that is going to be relevant to the production or that the production would like to meet. So while they're here, they have an opportunity to have those discussions face-to-face -face, hopefully so they, they go away with a, a better understanding of who they're dealing with and what the location offers. I usually try to end with this, um, but sometimes it leads to many more questions. Is there something I should have asked that I didn't ask? Um, you know, I, I think from our perspective, um, I think you, we went into it. I think that, you know, what makes our location um, a location of choice. I mean, you know, why? Why did we end up as number 10 yeah. this year, which we felt was an extremely, uh, uh, you know, for us, it was extremely important. Um, I think that it became an opportunity for us to have conversations and identify why Calgary is such uh, an important place in the, the global ecosystem of, of film and TV and why the opportunities are there. And I, you know, for me, there's, there's really two answers to that. Um, the first one becomes uh, the people. When you get here, you'll understand that. Um, you know, the amount of awards and accolades for the work that's been done here, uh, ex extremely high. And the, the quality of the, the, of the content that's created out of this area, extremely high. That's one part of it. The other part of it is who you're dealing with. These people are, you know, dedicated to their craft. Um, they will work for you in minus 30 to plus 30 Celsius weather. That's just the reality of our world here. Um, they will engage in a manner that makes you feel like you're part of a family here once you get here and you activate. And for us, our best marketing tool is those that are going back in back home talking about the amazing experience that they had in our region. And what creates that is, you know, the vistas, the backdrop, the city itself, and the and the the province and the region, absolutely welcoming and 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 in some instances very uh, inspiring to what you're doing and and how you're moving forward. But the people here in the Western um, heritage atmosphere that you feel here, the you know how we embrace 
uh, folks that come to join us and how we um, try to ensure that you're, you're taken care of while you're here, I think that's unique. And I think that is something that we bring to the table that makes you walk away knowing that you made the right decision on where you're gonna do your project. And then once it's up on screen and those awards start flowing, that reinforces the fact that this was the right choice. That was our awesome guest, Luke Azevedo, Film Commissioner of Calgary. If you have any questions about Calgary or you're just flat out ready to move, visit calgaryeconomicdevelopment.com. They'll answer a lot of your questions right there. Uh, these episodes where we talk about a different region that you might want to consider relocating to tend to be some of our most popular. I think people probably forward them on to friends who are thinking about making a big change in their lives. We really appreciate that. Obviously, feel free to subscribe, feel free to leave us a review, or some stars on Apple Podcasts, whatever you like. We're always turning out stories at moviemaker.com, and we have a print magazine, Movie Maker Magazine. The current issue is pretty great. Felicity Jones is on the cover. I hope you'll check it out. Thanks so much for listening, and see you soon.